Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Two Mites Podcast, the truest pod that has ever been casted. My name is Byron Rito, your host, and I'm so glad that you are here joining us. Wherever you're watching from, YouTube or listening from uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your stuff from, go ahead and like, share, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your daddy where you're listening, where you're watching from today. It's going to be a great time. I got my homie with me. I got my big dog with me. I got my big brother. So go ahead and put your hands together. Go ahead and start clapping. We already got a round of applause going. Corey Paul is in the building. Yo, you came up, how he came up, then you know what it is. Childhood nightmare, no drink. Fiend riding bike down Martin Luther King. Block full of shooters, step back, pull three. Pull it. Two tone, chrome, triple beam at the king. I just want the cream any way I can get it. If I draw the weapon, gotta paint the picture vivid. Stressing over issues, gotta slice and open swishes, cause it gotta be a high calling in the way I'm living. Free me from the prison, save me. How are you, sir? It's good to see you, man. I'm so glad that you are uh, vibing with us. Do the uh, interwebs. I yeah. wish you I wish you were here in Detroit. It's like 10 degrees today, so I know that you would absolutely love it. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. That's all no, right. No, thank you. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you doing? How's the family? How you been? I'm great, man. I'm great, dog. I appreciate it, man. Um, love everything that you're doing with the podcast, uh, audio-wise, video-wise. Uh, it's really dope. But we good, man. We great. Um, baby girl doing good. My daughter's doing great. My wife's doing great. Yeah. Um, everything been up, man. It ain't always been. So I don't just say that lightly. It ain't all. It ain't always been. But we gonna we gonna get to that. Yeah. We are gonna get to that point in just a little bit. Uh, for people that might not know who Corey Paul is, which they should, they should be listening to the music. They should be checking yeah. out your podcast. They should be doing all this stuff. But a brief synopsis: Who is Corey Paul for the people on the channel that might not know who you are? Yeah, man. So real quick, H-Town, Houston, Texas, born and raised. Um, somebody came up in a South Park um, neighborhood, crazy. Like when I was coming up, 30% dropout rate, you know, MLK. So you know what that means. Yeah. Um, and so uh, grew up real fast, man. Um, um, my amazing mother, you know, biological father wasn't there. My dad that was there, uh, my stepdad, he was amazing, man. Then he got hooked on crack in them 80s, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it made our life real hard, bro. Uh, he ended up um, getting out there real bad. So my childhood was filled with a lot of emotional, uh, mental, yeah. you know, uh, my mom suffered a, a physical abuse um, to the point where, man, she actually shot my old man one time. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, now listen, I've heard this story before, but you got to yeah. give people, you got to give context. people the, the context. Because when you say my mama shot by stepdad, it's yeah. like, wait, what? So give him a little I, bit a little bit of the context of what happened. Yeah, man. So my so um, my old man would, you know, be trying to get high or high trying to get higher. Uh, yeah. And if you yeah. ever had any of that experience, you know, it turned a man into a monster. He was amazing right. until yeah. he needed that. And uh, he would always, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning, kick in the door, um, you know, take the keys, take the car, steal the lawnmower, the couch, the TV, just whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so this was a repeated thing. And so it got to the point where, you know, it, it started getting violent. You know what I'm saying? And so my mom got a strap and she was like, yo, you come in here, kick this door in again, I'm going to pop you. And sure well, cause, enough. Well, because you were living there and I'm sure you probably had, I mean. Me, the, my brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. like, you ain't finna come in here act crazy. 
Right, because you know they don't even know what they're capable of when they on drugs. You feel what I'm saying? So it's True. not just like, oh, he won't shoot. You don't know, you know right. what I'm saying, how far right. are they trying to go. And he had already shown, like, he had already yeah, drugged my mama down the hall, beat her up, you know what I mean? Like, so she was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, and so, yeah, man, one night he came through, beating on the door, beating on the door, you know, can hear everything. And bow, he broke the door in and you just heard them shots pow, pow, pow. she popped him where and, did she um, hit him in the leg Ooh, got him yep. in that high thigh yep yeah it was too <laughs> yeah it was for real yeah you know what i'm saying and i remember you know as a boy just walking in and looking at it and seeing you know the blood and island just being like hmm? sometimes you get shot <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, so you weren't you weren't too phased by the situation at all? Was I mean, were you, I mean, obviously you were surprised, but you just were like, that's what happens. Sometimes you get shot. That's what you learning. I was probably maybe like seven mm -hmm. or eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you learning what's normal. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. know. You feel yeah. me? So yeah, 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 yeah. at that, yeah. I'm like, I guess that's how we rocking. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you and, get shot. Sometimes you get shot, and it's not like uh, violence is a, is new to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I've never seen violence before. It's like I've seen it, but I never seen it to that level. I'm like, oh, it can yeah. get down. You that can happen too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah, man. And so of course it messed me up later. But when I went at that age, I didn't know no better. I was just like, oh man, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, he ended up. You know what I'm saying? Going to the hospital, getting straight or whatever. But then my old man ended up, when I was like nine, he died. He actually committed suicide. I know I'm still wow. your podcast off dark, man. Wow. You asked me. <laughs> no, I, I asked, I, man. They need to hear this. They need to hear the yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> you asked me. So he passed away when you were nine? Yeah, when I was nine, he committed suicide, man, and left us in shambles. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, cars repo, my mom and dead, like, Jeez. the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Left us in shambles. So, you know, I'm, I'm, Growing up in the hood, coming up, you know, I'm a teenager. We ain't got it. So I need to go get it, you yeah. know. So I hit the streets, street life. I'm living like that. You know, I want to do everything the rappers say, be everything the rappers say. I yeah. started rapping um, yeah. and I ran that route. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I ran that typical route of just wanting money and fame and, you know, sip and syrup and all that. Yeah. Um, where, did that, where did that lead you to? Man, so um, the first, so... The first time I thought about like my mortality, I never thought about it. That led me to me and my partner who always went out. We always did our thing. This one particular night, um, I didn't go. It's you know I didn't go with him, and I always go with him. And that yeah. night, his truck got shot up, and Jeez. they shot the whole truck up, and they shot it up from the passenger side where I would have been. Wow! And yeah. he ended up getting hit. He didn't die, but he got hit. And that was the first time I kind of thought like, hmm. Man, how are we rocking? Cause yeah. I wasn't shocked the truck the truck got shot up because of how yeah. we was moving. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like, yeah. dang, you know. Yeah. So I was, it was that kind of lifestyle. And then like a year later, my um, one of my other partners started going to church and all that, and he, he was on me, on me, on me, on me about coming to church and all of that. And I listened, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because he just kept bugging me about it and right. then like you know god was doing this thing i didn't know i'm thinking i'm just like whatever bro um but yeah man so this man this pastor told me about how you know all of this stuff that happened in my life basically that the lord was prepping me and preparing me and he never left me and you know yeah. the whole gospel spill but yeah. he did it in a very real way 
Yeah. You know, I was I, I've had my idea of a pastor, you know, in the Bible, the thou though verily, verily, you know what I'm saying? He verily, verily. Yeah. That's how I'm thinking yeah. a pastor's coming, but he ain't do none of that, you know. Yeah. And so it made it real to me. And I was like, cause see, my whole thing is I just wanted to get out the hood. I wanted to get my people out the hood. I wanted to get out the hood. I thought some money was gonna do that. Right. And this is what he told me. He said, because he just talked to me. And that's why you got to talk before you, you know, you have to listen before you start talking. Cause he was just asking me a bunch of questions. I'm right. I'm popping off. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just it's, telling him what I think. And right, right. And long story short, bro, he was like, So basically, you saying you just need you some money. I'm like, yes. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? He like, you think that'll solve, you know, your problems? Right. Yes, bro. Right. He say, so if I gave you, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollars right now, you think that'll push you in the right direction? Mm. Yes. Mm. He say, well, if you think money solves everything, you think money would have helped your dad? You think if I gave your dad five thousand dollars, it would have helped him? Mm. Mm. Nah. Mm, nah. But would have smoked it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like quick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was the first time I was like, mm. Mm. you feel me? Yeah. And then from there, Jesus put me in that headlock, man. And yeah. I, I started rocking with him. I had already been rapping, kept rapping, started rapping for the Lord. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Contextualizing yeah. the gospel. Um, what, what year did you start uh, Christian rap? I started Christian rap um, probably 2009, maybe. Okay. Something right. like that. Now, yeah. let me, let's, since, since we're on that subject, let me talk about this for a second. So, uh, I know that, and I'm, I'm saying this in the best way. I don't want people to be upset, but... Yeah. It seems like there's a there's a new wave of rappers that that are are Christians. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna say that they're not. That's on them. If they mm -hmm. if you know whatever lifestyle whatever, but they say they're Christians and they rap about God. Um, but maybe they don't live really that lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. or even maybe their history as a rapper isn't necessarily the lifestyle of what a Christian rapper would be. And it yeah. seems like in that vein, Christian rappers now don't necessarily want to be called christian rappers they want to be rappers that are christian kind of like mm -hmm. these other people are as well is that mm -hmm. is that the right context to put even yourself or, or maybe even or some of these other people like is is christian rapper not cool anymore it's yeah. more of like i'm a rapper that's christian is that is that the yeah. the yeah the way it should be said man god <laughs> great with everything you said great true and great okay. question man so yeah. Without like, talking like about for, this, like for an example, I just you know for an example for for the yeah. people, Chance the Rapper, right? I think he's yep. a good example. I yep. think he seems like he's yep. a really great dude, like family man, mm -hmm. the whole deal, all that kind of stuff. He definitely, I know before might have been a little bit different as far as mm -hmm. like how he was rapping, but now he seems like he's definitely you know wanting to do right by God. But now in that same vein, it seems like Christian rappers have taken a lifestyle, being like, all right, well then if it's cool to rap about God, and I can kind of do how I want to do on the side, aka maybe even like a Kanye West, I can mm -hmm. do that now. I don't necessarily have to continue to live the lifestyle because people are going to continue to buy and sell the stuff. Anyways, I'm yeah. finished. I just, yeah, no, know, that's good. That's good. Context. That's perfect. That's a perfect, that's a perfect, perfect example. So let me shotgun this because this is, this. From the, you can start a whole podcast based off of this concept. So, from the hip, from the hip. I'm going to go from it. So, okay, boom. When Christian rap first came out, mm -hmm. it was, it, you was a, uh, it was like you were a missionary rapper. That's true. So if you were a Christian rapper, you were you were a rapper, but you were also a missionary. It went mm -hmm. hand in hand. That's very you know what true. I'm saying? Very you true. Were, you were a Christian, right? Yeah. And that was Christian rap 
uh pretty much all the way until you know 2000 i don't know maybe 13 14 or something like that uh-huh that was the essence of it mm-hmm. I, didn't nobody care about your music if you mm-hmm. weren't doing ministry work in your city boys weren't even checking for you that you know what i'm saying that was the game that's where it was then what happened is the, the it started to change was you know so what's done at the top always trickled down so when the mm-hmm. craze started doing like church clothes and stuff like that right people was just like oh well his music is not you know riding around yeah, yeah. top down listen to this jesus music right, you know what right, i'm saying right, 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 so right. we could do that too now you know right, what i'm saying right right not saying what lecrae was doing is bad that's not what i'm saying i'm saying right. what he was doing at that moment people was like oh we want to do that too exactly now on top of that christian rap was at its all-time high whenever something's at its all-time high you got all of these labels and people looking at it and they trying to throw money at it so right. then a lot of other people start seeing the actual money that's in it as well mm-hmm. so you ain't just got to be about the mission you could be about money as well you know what i'm profit. saying yeah. profit and get into it mm-hmm. so then when that starts to happen it starts changing the foundation of what it is you know what i'm saying so then that's one part now here's the other part christian rap is a baby 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 when it comes to it's very true a genre of music a subgenre of music right yeah yeah so you're learning as you go what you learn as you go as a christian rapper is you start to get typecasted you know what mm. i'm saying so though you're saying you're a christian rapper but you're still a person you still may talk about sports you may talk about food you may talk about whatever you know you want to be a person you're mm-hmm. typecasted as a christian rapper yeah. so one as soon as you say that people that don't fully understand the genre already assume they know who you are and what you are right and then it limits where your career can go in the sense of branding wise because right. you're a christian rapper yeah it's like me saying i'm a smoke rapper you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying or i'm mm-hmm. a party rapper if i tell you right. i'm a party rapper you're gonna assume you know what i'm saying we've been a party so, we've been a party so yeah. if I, you know what i mean so yeah so that that's a real thing as well because it's like you you're fighting an uphill battle mm-hmm. so long story short you got two sides of the coin to, to bring in the closing Pr- bringing it present day I think present day, what we see is two things. We see one, the person that is, that identifies as a Christian Mm -hmm. and they may say Christian things in their music, right? but their sole purpose for their music Mm -hmm. is not that the gospel would be preached, contextualized, and you would see the light of Jesus. That's not the sole purpose of their music. Yes. Maybe it's inspirational. Right. Maybe it's encouraging. Maybe it's something to listen to that's just not negative. That's the purpose of their music. Right. Got you. I'm with you now. I'm with then, you now. You so you have that rapper, and then because I ain't gonna even address the cap rappers and people that just ain't whatever. I'm just only talk about people that's like really got a really, purpose really of what they're doing. Right. Right. So you got those. Then on the other side of that, you have the rappers that have seen the flaw of presenting this banner of like i'm a christian rapper to mm. where you can't be a person mm-hmm. so when you say i'm a christian rapper but you have issues in your marriage you have mm-hmm. issues in your personal life you have yeah. issues financially then now you look like you have fallen because you're supposed to be the christian rapper waving wow. the flag. yeah you feel me so they're yep. like no 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 let me not do that if i mm-hmm. think it's okay to drink 
if it's legal, if I'm in Colorado and it's okay mm -hmm. to smoke, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's whatever my whatever my um, liberties are, mm -hmm. I can take my liberties mm -hmm. and it showcase them yeah. so that the, the person, the brand or whatever that I'm building, you mm -hmm. see that, yes, I'm a believer and yes, I want you to see Jesus, but also I don't want this facade of being this magical Christian. So essentially, they Christian rappers, they want to be involved in the church, but they don't want to be the pastor. And with saying I'm a Christian rapper, people automatically put them on the pedestal as pastor. Because, yes. I mean, pastors, I mean, they will be looked at in a negative way if their marriage is on the rocks or if they're drinking or if they're doing X, Y, and Z. And so being a part of the church, though, it's like, I'm a part of the church, you know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily trying to be on this pedestal. I just want to be a rapper. And so 100. we, but we got the people have done that. It's not really yep. the rapper's fault, but we, the people have put them on this pedestal that is so high, especially somebody like a Lecrae. Like if something came out tomorrow about Lecrae uh, uh, and his wife having some sort of crazy issue, people be like, oh my goodness, it's look, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, Man, everybody goes through stuff, you know, and so that's 100. why another reason why I feel like pastors are just so defeated all the time. But thank you. I appreciate that. I want to make yeah. sure that we understand that, you know, I, it's crazy. I've been um, so, you know, what I'm saying I'm a hooper. You know what I'm saying? I, I get buckets. <laughs> I've seen. And so seen. Uh, and so lately, I mean, anytime I'm in the gym, I'm probably not jamming Andy Mineo. I'm just not. Um, mm -hmm. But lately, man, I've just like my spirit has just been perplexed anytime mm. i try to listen to push a p or uh, you know what i'm saying or anytime i try to jam something it's just my spirit's like mm -mm, we're not doing that and so i've been kind of getting back into uh chh and kind of jamming it more and jamming grace love mercy and jamming reconcile and jamming you and uh my spirit has just been awake and alive like i'll come back from the gym and jordan's like oh look like a good gym day and i'm like i didn't even do anything you know what i'm saying it's just but <laughs> my spirit yeah. has been feeling better and so I, I feel like you know there's there's a lot of benefit a lot of great things coming from christian hip-hop Corey, i've known you man for Definitely. how long have i known you Corey? since at More least 10 years at least before grace love mercy yeah, so, you definitely knew me before Grace Love Mercy because 2010, 2011, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Definitely 2010, 2011 for a fact. So like, I met yeah. I met uh, Corey Paul and this rapper named Reconcile Ronnie. Yeah, and um, Ronnie actually our Reconcile came to uh, my youth ministry growing up, and our youth pastor brought him in because honestly, like we were not right next to Aldine. I mean, we're at Humble, so like mm. our our youth group was like super hood. So, mm. and this is like a pretty, I mean, a pretty cool, but a, a white dude from Michigan. So who is the pastor here now? So he knew that he needed to bring somebody a little bit more urban to the to the spot. So he brought Reconcile in. He spoke for a little bit. He preached. It was awesome. And so I don't know what happened, but Reconcile was like, yo, man, I need to get your number. So I was like, okay, sure. Like you're the first rapper christian rapper i've ever met and the only person i listened to is lecrae so awesome so i got his number and then he was like you need to come hang out with me so we came out that's when i met you at the studio spot in in houston and yep. anyways reconcile and Corey have been like big brothers to me since day one so For much sure. so that like we've traveled um i don't want to say the u.s together because there's only been like a few spots but we've been i mean, I I mean know, honestly i don't know going forward you yeah get, i'm about bro, to say we never, drove to we what was that we drove to bro battle creek michigan michigan <laughs> we yeah. drove to battle creek michigan from houston stopped in oklahoma and that had to been 
the worst drive of my life. <laughs> Bro, that was brutal, dog. Do you, do you remember when, uh, I don't remember who was driving, but somebody like clipped that deer and then completely messed up the front bumper of that rental car? Rental car. It, was, it was crazy. Then we got like the Bro. Sprinter van and right. I'm so extra. I brought like a 13 kit. 13-piece drum set to every show we went to. But I used to play drums for <laughs> Reconcile and, and Corey and the crew. Yeah. And, man, that was so much fun. It almost seems that like is. seems like such a pastime. Like, I look back and be like, I can't believe we did that. It's bro, just it's, it's crazy. It, me too, bro. Like It's, it's like, crazy. did that really happen or was that like the Twilight Zone? I can't Literally believe we did packed that. packed up, bro. Packed up in the Sprinter and drove on tour. Hotels and doing shows and sound checks. We did South by Southwest, the conference. And, bro, uh, I forgot about South by. <laughs> yeah, remember we did South by Southwest. Oh my God. Yeah, man. We we did a lot, dog. We, did we a really lot. have done a lot, man. That was, a, that was a solid When Rick told run. me about you before I even met you, he was like, bro, you got to meet this. Bro, I met this this uh, young cat, man. Super talented. Super talented. <laughs> like, he was like blown away. So when I met you, I was like, man. Is this really him? Is this the guy? You know, what I'm <laughs> he's like this dude's whack. Who is this? <laughs> nah. This is him. Actually, he's only like two feet tall. Actually, you delivered because I think he met you and you were doing like spoken word and and rapping and stuff. But I then was. we was talking and you was like, "Oh yeah, I play drums too." And I was like, "Yeah, see, he is that guy that he, <laughs> he just you happen I, to play drums too." I, I tried. I tried to do a little bit of everything. Now I've realized, like, all right, bye, bye. You're not gonna rap. It's cool. Don't you know? Just let yeah. let Corey and Rec do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, do a podcast. Do this. You know, like, speak yeah. the word, and that's gonna be fine. But man, yeah, that was that was some great times. We had a lot of fun. What? Sure. Okay, so sp- talking about the music, talking about the tour, and everything like that. Um, from where you grew up, and and the crazy stuff that you had to go through. Now getting to a place where you're about to drop your first um, Christian hip hop album, Grace Love Mercy, 2013. What was that process like before even going into it? Me personally, or at least what I would think, is that you had to have so many things in your past try to creep up on you while you were creating Grace Love Mercy. Because, I mean, the way that you so amazingly crafted this album and just talking about the Grace, Love, and Mercy of Christ um, and how, you know, he has given you and me so much of the grace love and mercy uh what kind of got you to the point of being like all right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna talk about this from my life we're gonna make it a hit yeah so i was the uh i don't say this to cap i was the only person in my family like you know my cousin you know people that was around me like that my homies that was like a christian and uh out there in like ministry mission like grinding like that Right. So like yep. my uncles and, you know, I had older people, I'm like young guys, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel really getting it. Um, I was really the only one. My brother was trapping. My cousins was trapping. Like my, they was still in the street. Right. So while I was creating, you know, creating Grace Little Mercy or the process creating Grace Little Mercy. And the reason I t- titled it that because it was those, it was that like new Christian fire and eyes mm. where you could see yo this is death and this is life and it's like you know magical you know what i mean you can see it so clearly because you just coming out of it and i'm seeing my people still in it and so like how long were you saved when i mean by the time you dropped grace love mercy how long have you been saved before that yeah so let's say um i started you know peeking in like i was about 
I need my ear in, you know. And mm. then I would say, um, I would say I probably was about 18, 17 to 18 when I got saved, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then from there, let's say that had to be like 2009. So it probably was like three years. Okay. Yeah, maybe three or four years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, but it was a process. Like I didn't just get saved and I was like, all right, let's go. Like <laughs> I got saved and I was like, okay, I'm not going to curse in my music no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to talk about this in my music. Like it was a process right. before I became a Christian rapper. Like yeah. I was saved, but not sanctified. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Um, so from that, like in that time, like it was a time where a dude shot my brother car up because he thought he was in it and he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? My my, my cousin went to jail. Other cousin got shot. Like this was happening in the midst of, you know, um, yeah. and I'm like just trying to make sense of like how can, how can, what can we do to help? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So that that was going on in the midst of trying to create grace love mercy and so that's why it sounds how it sounds like so raw gritty and just this plea you know what i'm saying directly to my people that come from the bottom yeah yeah i think that the impact that at least it had on my life somebody that um i mean i've never been shot at not that i know of and <laughs> yeah, um yeah good keep it you up know, keep it yeah up. Th- thank you and um <laughs> you know and, and you know my 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 parents are, are still are still married to this day they've been married for 30 32 years and so obviously our lifestyles are different but i think that is the power of the gospel and i think it's the power of of what you and even what, what reconcile do is your music can transcend even to people like me mm-hmm. to where i've still gone through crazy stuff maybe it's not as wild and out there as you have but still knowing that there is grace that there's love and that there's mercy out there and mm-hmm. that a god still loves me so it's it's impacted so many people man so many people yeah yeah and so i know that now I, that, I mean, we talk about Grace, Love, Mercy. You have at least three or four uh, more pro- projects out. So make sure you go to Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah. Check out Corey Paul. Um, but now, I know you're working on new music. But yep. the biggest thing that you have going on in your life, besides obviously your beautiful baby girl and your wife, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Uh, Literacy Kings. Talk to yes. us about that. Yes. I'm trying to get like Byron on this podcast game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And... Um, you know, so we created Literacy Kings. Literacy Kings, we break down financial books, resources, yeah. and information in a culturally relevant way for people uh, of color who have been marginalized. I love it. So love it. basically, we take financial news and we make it relevant. We make it current. We tie it into what's trending, what's popping. We, you know, it's specifically for our people, right? Yeah. And so um, that came about very organically because. Yeah. Um, I was rapping, I was doing shows, I was getting money and all that. But once um, I found out my daughter was on the way, something else he clicked in my mind, mm. right? Like, okay, hold on. You know, we can't just be sticking and moving. Like, okay, let me, I'm, still, I'm looking at my finance. I'm, and I'm realizing this is not adding up. You mm. know what I'm saying? And what it came down to I, is I was just like, you know what? I know nothing about money. Like, mm. I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to always go get some money, right? right? But when I, when, and my wife is, my wife is, she legit. My wife is, you know, 
ain't gotta i don't have to take care of my wife like in the sense of yeah i'm a husband but she not like just gonna be sitting there like if we gonna eat you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah i'm saying like but when i'm thinking about my daughter i'm like okay wait a minute i have to be really preparing her for her future and all that and i was like i'm not capable i don't know the first thing about it you know wow. what i'm saying yeah so my but my partner did you know what i mean and so basically i hit him up i'm like hey bro you know all that financial stuff you've been talking about over the years that i ain't really been listening to start over i'm ready to listen i'm ready you know what i'm saying yeah and he was like all right go get this book called rich dad poor dad mm. you know what i'm saying read a chapter then call me we're gonna talk about it yeah and i would read it and i would highlight all the stuff i didn't understand what's mm. roi you know what i'm saying what's the asset versus a liability you know um what's you know how what does it mean when to say a business is not the same as self-employment a business is a system of systems what mm. is he talking about you know what i'm right. saying right right, right. i like it i explain it to, i talk to him and i'll be like yo what's roi return on investment he like uh, basically say you go get a pack for 10 you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you know you can sell that pack for 15 yeah right so yeah. then how much you made i made five that's right. your roi mm -hmm. i'm like uh oh. okay you know what yes. i'm saying yes <laughs> and All we right. would do that book after book after book you know what i'm saying and i was like man i wonder how many people this could help you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so mm -hmm. we was like well, let's start a podcast and in the middle of the pandemic, we started Literacy Kings, man. How many people do you think that you guys have impacted so far just through your podcast? Well, I don't know exactly how many people, but I can tell you this. Uh -huh. I can tell you that we have uh, our podcast is in the top 5% globally. Um, I can tell you that we have over 80%. Um, top 5% globally? Yeah, top 5% globally. Corey, that's exactly. wild. Man, thank you, my brother. That's Thank crazy. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I appreciate it, man. We're in the bottom five, but we're we're going to meet y'all up there. We're going to meet y'all up there. We're, we're top 95% globally. <laughs> it's like, wow. That's amazing. Top 95%. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's but Looking down on the other 5%, you peons. Cut you your mic off. Peasants. Cut your mic off. Peasants. <laughs> Turn it off. Uh, that's amazing that's yeah, thank awesome you, man that's thank really you. great thank you um we we um completed a we completed a a, a cohort a create a podcast creator cohort with google and prx yep um in 2021 that mm. was extremely valuable and um we get a lot of comments a lot of direct messages about uh how we change people's life you know what yep. i'm saying and i believe them because it changed my life you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. i want to say that we've impacted thousands man you yeah. know i want to say thousands and we're going on the hundreds of thousands you know absolutely absolutely yeah. man i love it bro i love it so much i know that with literacy kings you um you kind of got even to this point even during the pandemic kind of a yeah. kind of a different way uh your wife uh, who is absolutely amazing shout out to summer how many more kids yeah. are gonna have by the way you know man we don't know we know at least one okay if at least the one next more? one is not a boy we know three is, and then i gotta judge it from it is it because summer's pregnant right now that's why we know for one not right now you trying to get breaking news ah, not right man now. i was trying to, not to sneak it in <laughs> trying to sneak it in um but and so i know in that man i want to talk a little bit about this just fatherhood and 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 all mm. of this crazy you know just amazing stuff that i'm about to experience but yeah you you stopped your job to mm -hmm. allow your wife to pursue her job 
one because she had to move away from Houston and mm-hmm. then two so that you could take care of your daughter what mm-hmm. was that like I mean I think so often mm. we hear like you know the man got to bring home the bacon you know what I'm saying right. man that don't work don't eat and all this kind of stuff and right. yes and there's so many biblical things and all the kind of stuff that yeah you do need to be providing for your family but yeah you can still provide for your family without working that nine to five taking care of your kids because your wife was going to be a doctor and so right how what was that process like and as a man tell us about the manhood side of it as well what was that what was that whole thing like bro it was one of the hardest things i ever did in my life wow it was hard yeah me and guys me and my relationship with god was so strained me and summer relationship was so strained bro it was hard so um i told you how i came up Mm-hmm. I started working when I was 16. Yep. Um, my 16th birthday, you know what I'm saying? Next day, I uh, I had a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, always kept a job and then went to the fire department, the Houston Fire Department. You know, I started yes. rapping, went to the Houston Fire Department. I was a firefighter. Um, and so I'm saying it to say, um, I did, I, 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 I don't want to call it ta- toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. but I found identity in the in some of those things that we call you know the manly things right absolutely absolutely and so um boom that's one side now on the other side me and summer me and my wife we are high school sweethearts Mm -hmm. so when i met her at 16 we were talking i said oh what you want to be when you grow up she said i'm gonna be a doctor i said oh that's dope you want to be a doctor she said no i'm I'm gonna gonna be be a doctor doctor. (laughs) yeah i was like yeah oh that's how we come in you know what (laughs) i'm saying yeah yeah so I always knew it was a possibility she would get into medical school out of state because getting into medical school is really hard, right? Yeah. So I always say, well, when the time comes, we'll deal with it. So the time came. The time came. You were a firefighter at this point? I was a firefighter and um, I had signed a deal with the record label. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. I had previously signed a deal with a record label. So um, at that point in time, I had like two billboard albums. I was rapping and I was a firefighter at the same time. And I'm just grinding, trying to see if I can get music, you know, where I want it, all that. Right. So we, we, you know, it's, it's looking good. And she gets into medical school. So when she gets into medical school, um, I'm like, okay, I can't be away from my wife for four years. So I got to resign from the fire department. I'm gonna have to, you know what I'm saying? Resign from the fire department. We go out of town on a pre-planned vacation. We get back and then find out she's pregnant. So that was the series of events. Jeez. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, this was not part of the plan. This was not it right? at all. Yeah. So it, the so it gets to where it's just simple. It's going to either be one, she takes off a year of medical school, her first mm-hmm. year of medical school, and just mm-hmm. hope that they let her in again next year. Yeah. Which is a whole, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I um, become a stay-at-home dad. And it was so clear, bro. God just gave it to me so clear to become a stay-at-home dad and not not take off uh, medical school. Wow. Now, when I say that, I don't mean clear as in like, yes, I hear you, God. It was just like, dang, I can't. Man, he putting it on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. begrudgingly. It, it was, was a begrudging. every 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 door closed. There's like no other option for you. You about to be at home so with this baby. Clear. Yeah. It was yeah. so he gave me no peace about anything else. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? So it was peace in the sense of it was peace in I believe I was in his will. It wasn't peace in my flesh. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. And, and so 
Yeah, man. So we started that journey. Byron, it was hard, bro. Jeez. I, I, let me just wrap it up and say it like this. Now, I'm at this point, I'm 30. I go from what I told you to I'm at 30, changing diaper, blowout diapers, cleaning bur- uh, breast pumps and, and, and bottles and washing clothes. And I'm stay-at-home dad. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so... Okay, on top of this, my wife, they want 120% from her at medical school. Absolutely. And she has a newborn that needs 120% from her as well. Absolutely. So when she gets to me, she has nothing left. <sighs> so I've left my job. I've left my passions and career. I left my city. Now I'm in this new city and I'm with this new baby and I'm sacrificing for us and for her. And we have this very real conversation because we are not connecting at all. Yeah. And in essence, I tell her, I feel like I'm getting nothing from you. I feel like you don't have anything for me. I've done all these things and you have nothing for me. And she was like, I don't like, I, I love you to death, but I have nothing. You just got to wait. You know what I'm saying? Very real. It's very real. And the cold part about it, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't have nothing for me. Like, how could you? How could so you? I wasn't even mad at her, bro. Yeah. It was the situation that was just trash. And on, on, on top of all of that, bro, my faith was tested and I realized I had no identity, right? Wow. It, it's easy to say, like, Jesus is, is my identity. My, my, my identity is in Christ and all of that. When the things you desire to do are happening and you can represent him through that. Corey, you- preach, Corey. I run around this mic, bro. Don't, Preach on you know, tonight. But when he strips all of the things yeah. that you were serving him through, and yeah. now it's just you and him, yeah. right? Yeah. Now you start to realize you yeah. wanted other things than just Jesus. You wanted the other things that came with the things he allowed you to have. Jeez. So who am I? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. all society is not you know society is not um you know um it's not set up to where anything outside of the norm is accepted or respected you see what i'm saying uh-huh. so then even in that light you're right you're feeling like well, who am i now i'm not yeah. Corey paul a rapper i'm not Corey paul a firefighter i'm h-town to my death <laughs> i don't even i'm in kansas city missouri yeah like you know, I have a beautiful marriage. I married my high school sweetheart. Yeah. She ain't got time. She's studying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yo. Yeah. So it was the trenches, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it was stayed that way for quite a few years. That that started in 2018 when Journey got here. And we slowly climbed out of it. And we didn't feel that sense of god was like okay this is the beginning of your new season we didn't really feel that bro until like probably which sound crazy because it was during a pandemic but it probably took to like 2020 somewhere well you know at that time you know which i don't know i don't know exactly the medical field what summer was in but everybody was at home so Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys, shutting down all these doors and all this kind of stuff closing off, I think it was great for you guys because then you were yeah. able to spend that time together that you guys were missing yeah. out. Man, that's yeah. crazy. 
That's crazy, yeah. man. I, you know, so this whole podcast, man, the idea <clears throat> is built around uh, the woman who gave her too much, which I know, mm-hmm. you know, on this channel, we've talked about it before, but <clears throat> this woman, you know, she had barely nothing to give and she gave her two pennies and Jesus stops everybody in their tracks and recognizes this woman and said, this woman um, gave not just from her surplus she gave everything that she had she gave her all that's how we need to live our life the contrast of this story to me is the rich young ruler who had everything to give and still gave nothing still didn't even yeah. give his two mites he he gave yeah. absolutely nothing and it's funny i think that e- i think that a lot of times it's kind of like how our life is either we are the person with two mites and we are in a place where we're like god i have nothing and i need more so i'm giving you everything mm. or we have everything and god is asking for us to give him give give him our everything because he has more to give us and mm. we might hold on to it and mm. instead of receiving all the things that he has for us we hold on to the things yeah. that we have and yeah. i think that it's the grace of god i think it's the love and i think it's the mercy of god for him to go and strip everything out of your life to be mm. like no i'm gonna put you here right here this is where i want you because i love you and i care about you and i'm doing something in your life that's so much bigger than you could ever work for it with your hands it's so much bigger than a firefighter so much bigger than all the other stuff but if you allow yeah. me to just strip it and i know that it hurts because it's like i didn't ask you to do that <laughs> but but he knows about those deep prayers he knows about our hearts and so he was able to kind of do that in your life and now man we are starting to see that it's so great giving, you know, 110% in all these different areas, but God wanted you to give your two mites to your wife, to mm-hmm. your daughter, and, mm-hmm. to, and to your new business, to your new endeavors. And so mm-hmm. now, man, I mean, I know I've talked to you then, I've talked to you recently, I've talked to you now, man. You seem so happy, so fresh. You yeah. seem so ready for what God has next for you, so excited. I'm sure being a firefighter is great, but... I think this is probably way more exciting than being a firefighter, yeah. man. So yeah. this it's, this sounds like everything that we've all and that you've wanted it to be. Yes, it, and you're you're one one hundred percent right, bro. Like yeah. when when anybody asks me, like, "Oh, how's everything been going?" I'm like, "Great, amazing." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. make sure God knows. I know. I'm like, thank you every yeah. morning. I'm like, I'm just grateful. Like, thank you. That's. It, it it really is, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It really is, uh, you know, such a fulfilling, um, such a fulfilling uh, time in my life. Um, yeah. And, you know, especially in a time, because like I said, it was hard. And, you know, it always happens. But, you know, as we get older and grow, our experiences become personal. So I see a lot of people I know personally, even some of my homies leaving the faith and things a- like that. Absolutely. You know, and... Um, I think sometimes it's because of those times, right? But the Bible talks about, you know, what Je- you know Jesus is saying, you know, continue, right? Mm-hmm. Continue in faith, continue in my word, abide mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the concept of continuing in something, right? It's it's you you hanging out there, you staying there. Absolutely. And so I was thinking about the concept, bro, of a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So like with us, you know, when we were babies, uh, we didn't appreciate our parents at all, right? Right. right. You know, we we were oblivious to them, <laughs> right? And then as kids, we, we we took them for granted. We just right. expected them to make sure you know cable on, lunchables in the refrigerator, like we just expected it. Right. Then as teenagers, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it was times where I couldn't stand my mama. <laughs> she was in the middle of my freedom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wanted what I wanted, bro. It wasn't until I was a young man that mm. I finally could start. It hit me like, oh my god, this woman. 
You know what I'm saying? And what she's done, I had to continue right mm. in that relationship long enough yeah. for me to get a glimpse of just how great her sacrifice had been and yeah. she's a she's a woman how, yeah. so how much more is our earthly father considering us absolutely you know, that if absolutely. we would abide in him you know i could have gave up back when you know i felt like summer wasn't giving me enough time you know what i mean and i would have missed this part you feel yeah. me so yeah. yeah yeah man i'm just grateful my man, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you so much taking out the time, sitting down with this, chopping it up. Uh, at Corey Paul Music is yeah. where they can find you. We got new music coming out. You got an estimated time, estimated date. Yeah, man. So we're going to have new music dropping. Um, it's going to be this first quarter. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be this first quarter. Yeah, I okay. already got, I really got an album low-key done. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I just, you know. We'll see, man. We'll see. All right, well, we will, this, we will get quarter. you out to Detroit, and yeah. then we'll try to figure out how we can do a show here. I promise you it'll be way better than Battle Creek, Michigan. <laughs> Battle Creek, Michigan. Thank you so much for watching the Two Mites Podcast. Go on ahead. Like I said, like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody and your mama and your daddy where you are watching from today. My name is Byron Rito. We love you guys so much, and we will see you next Tuesday. Peace. Boom!